Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. Ew, that's gross. Welcome back to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where we talk about sex, love, and commitment. You're here with a Tony DiLorenzo, with a Tony DiLorenzo. <laughs> and a Lisa DiLorenzo. <laughs> oh, let's have some fun today. 180 shows, and now he's deciding that he's going to change his name on me. Uh, you know. All right, here we go. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about showing affection in front of your kids and their friends. Those kisses, those hugs, and maybe even a pat on the butt in front of the children. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, we get so wrapped up in our worlds and, and, you know, what's okay and what's not. And I just want you to listen to this quote from John Lubbock. It says, do not be afraid of showing your affection. Be warm and tender, thoughtful and affectionate. And, you know, over the next 30 minutes or so, we're going to just talk to you about this because it was really prompted by a situation that we had with our kids and their friends. Um, right here in the very kitchen where we record the podcast, we were, we had all the kids over, each kid had a friend over. So, you know, there's our two plus two more plus us. And Tony comes up to me in the kitchen and he just gives me this big kiss, you know, and those of you that know, I, you know, kissing is not my forte. Um, I'm not a big kisser, but if he plants a big one on me, I'm going to respond to it. Mm-hmm. And so we're doing this and the, the girls, the younger ones are like, ew, that's gross. And you could just tell their eyes were like, oh. the guest was kind of like, whoa, what are those people doing? And our daughter is just mortified that we would kiss in front of her friend, in front of her friends. And the boys are all like, you know, they're being preteens and, and this type of thing. And so we really got to thinking about, well, what about showing affection in front of the kids? I mean, our kids have just grown up with it. We're a very affectionate couple. I was raised by affectionate parents. Tony was raised by affectionate parents, you know, and so it's just kind of been our family culture. Yeah. Hugging. Um, yeah. Even that pat on the bottom, you know, that, that is something that happens in this house very often. And Elisa's smiling because that has turned into our oldest doing the same thing. And so that, that sort of draws a line and we have to let him know that that's not appropriate for him to do. That's okay for yeah, dad I, I, to do. I don't think he's still gotten a lot. You know, it is part two for those of you that are raising sons, they are learning, you know, we want to be our son's first love. You know, I mean, we're the ones that carried them and nursed them and, you know, changed a bazillion diapers. So we do hold that first place in their lives. And so it's also, you know, teaching them about what's acceptable, what's appropriate, but it's also their way of showing love. I mean, I've definitely learned that my son shows his affection to me in ways that are is so different from my daughter. I mean, he's the kid that he's so cute. He comes up to me and he's almost big enough to look at me on eye level now. And uh, he just puckers up and he's like, I need a hug mom. And I thought, okay, well, as long as you're still asking, I'm still giving. But again, it goes to, what is the example that you're setting for your kids? And why does it matter? That's really what we're going to dig in here today. Why does it matter that you show affection in front of your kids? 
we're also going to talk about some of the do's and some of the don'ts because there are definitely some don'ts and there are a lot of do's. But first and foremost, you got to know that it matters that your kids see the two of you demonstrate affection. And wherever that you're comfortable on that spectrum, I mean, some couples are, you know, like they hold hands everywhere they go and some couples are just content to sit next to each other on the couch. Yeah. Arm around each other, you know, just sort of that. I always like to liken it to, you know, that first date when you're by your soon to be spouse where you do the, the yawn action (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, you get it over, but it's just that arm over the shoulder. That might be something that is. Um, your way of showing affection in your household? So whatever that is, the importance of showing affection is that it starts to teach your children and their friends. You're setting healthy role models for all of these kids that it is okay to demonstrate affection to the person that you love. Yeah. And you need to be that person because when we are on vacation and we don't have TV any longer in our house, we have not had cable in our house for almost two years, I think two years now. Uh, Yeah, I think we're at two and a half. Yeah, I can't recall. But my goodness, some of these shows that are on TV for kids are just atrocious. And, um, you know, I'm not saying you're allowing your kids to watch it all the time, but they may be hearing about it, watching it in other places when you're not knowing. There is very little good guidance to showing what a husband and a wife do in a marriage and what's healthy and what's healthy you know and how they relate to each other how they touch one another you know those kisses i mean abby yesterday for case in point she knows that tony and i kiss before we leave Mm -hmm. and so last night or two nights ago she and i were going out and she's actually tony was leaving first so she was running up to his car going daddy daddy don't forget my kiss and so she gets her kiss and then she looks at me with this little smug look on her face she goes I got the goodbye kiss. And I said, oh, no, you didn't. Because I am his wife and I get the last goodbye kiss. <laughs> and so, of course, then we're kissing in the car and Alex is in the backseat of Tony's car going, oh, you guys. And yet our kids know that it matters. Mm-hmm. We're defining what a loving relationship looks like for our kids. And I'm not, I'm not having to say to my daughter, your husband should kiss you every time he walks out the door. No, she knows that. She knows that so well that, and I shared this with you guys on a podcast on and a couple months ago where she was asleep in our bed one Saturday morning when Tony was getting ready to leave for a bike ride. Tony left the house without giving me a goodbye kiss. She heard the garage door open and close and she rolls over waking me up and says, mom, (laughs) and she won't let it go. Mom, what Abby? Dad did not give us a goodbye kiss. Yeah. And I thought, oh, busted. So he comes home and I tell him, I'm like, look, you've set the example for what this girl expects. You are setting that bar really high. So the guy that comes into her life is going to know that he does not ever leave her without kissing her goodbye. So from here on out, you've been given notice. Don't ever leave me without a kiss goodbye. And if she's in the bed, you snuggled up with me, her too. Yep. But not only is it the modeling of how a husband and wife interact together. It also provides your children with a sense of security. Seeing a mom and a dad interact in a loving way helps them in their very, um, their worlds are filled with turmoil right now. 
you know, even, even families that look picture perfect on the outside, the kids deal with a lot. They deal with a lot between their friends and between the expectations that we had for them, you know, between what they see in the media. I mean, they're, they're bombarded. So being able to come into their home and see mom and dad loving on each other, that gives them a foundation that money honestly cannot buy. Right. Yeah. You can't throw enough money at them. You can't because, you know, our kids, I mean, here's what happened this morning. I woke up, I'm sitting on the couch. Alex comes in, you know, drapes all 120 pounds of himself on me. And then Abby comes up on the other side and she's all cuddled up on the other side. Tony's doing his exercise. We're all in the living room, but we're having this moment of just togetherness. Because my kids know it's okay to cuddle. They know it's okay to ask for hugs. Like I've trained Alex because when he was younger, he would get really emotional and couldn't quite verbalize it. I I realized that he just needed more touch at that point in time. And so he now knows when he needs that to ask for it. Right. He will come up. If you spend any amount of time in our home, he will come up to me at some point in time during the day and say, mom, I need a hug. And we just hug until he's done. Or until he gets so heavy hanging on me that I'm like, Alex, you're crushing my neck. But yeah. yeah. And, and here's another thing I want to bring up too. think about all that time you spent together before the kids mm-hmm. hugging and kissing and all this good stuff together. And I hear it so often and it just it, it hurts. It, it, it hurts. Honestly, that I hear, well, we have kids, so we can't do that anymore. And I'm going, why not? Why? Why? Who said? Who said you can't do that anymore? I'm telling you, do it. Hug, kiss in front of them, hold hands, show affection in front of them. Let them see that love that is coming out of both of you guys. I I don't know why this happens. I, I just I don't get where this has come from. That all of a sudden I've had a kid and I can't kiss you anymore. You know, and for many guys that in husbands, that really starts to irritate them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're wondering why your husband and maybe there's some, there's some like arguments starting to happen in your marriage after having kids. And I'm not talking about, you know, you got 14, 15 year old. I'm talking maybe in the earlier stages here, you know, you've been so affectionate. You've been so lovey dovey. You've had all this connection. Now all of a sudden you have a kid. And now you want nothing to do with them. As a husband, we feel turned off. We, we feel let down. Rejected. rejected. And so, you know, nobody's saying you can't kiss. There's nobody saying you can't hug. I, we're giving you permission. Go do that. Let them see it. Let their friends see you doing that. It's okay if you get the ew gross. Well, and, and here's the, the extension of that is that... By showing your children affection within a marriage and being able to to build that into the framework of what marriage is, you have the opportunity to say, this is what a married couple does. You know, you build it into the framework, into their reference of what marriage looks like. So they're not going and looking for it in their dating relationships. Mm -hmm. They're not going and, you know, thinking, well, I can only have fun while I'm dating because I've seen my parents married and like they don't do anything. They don't hug, they don't kiss, they don't even touch each other. 
No, build it into what marriage is. Let them see that as a goal for their married life. Mm-hmm. You know, strengthen, and, and you've heard me say this more than once, strengthen the future for your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren by showing your kids an example of what a loving marriage looks like. It is okay to touch, to rub their arm, to do a deep kiss, to cuddle, to on, the cuddle couch. on the couch. I mean, there are yeah. times where I mean, we've got a suction on the couch and there's all kinds of jockeying for position to see who's going to get to cuddle with whom. Right. Which is a lot of fun. It's not like anybody wants to like sit over in their own corner. Everybody wants to touch somebody else. You know, and so let's talk about what's okay and what's not okay. Yeah. Because I do want to get, you know, I want to get a little specific on you guys. Um, because there are, you know, part of what happens with all the media exposure our children have is that they're exposed to relationships and behaviors at earlier ages that they probably don't need to be exposed to. Unfortunately, that's just the way our media works these days. We don't quite have that same filter that we used to have even back when, you know, Tony and I are pushing 40, even back when we were kids. I am 40. I, I'm pushing 40. Okay. So I, I was giving you the benefit of the doubt there. But, you know, we've talked about kisses. We've talked about hugs. We've talked about that pat on the bottom. We've talked about, you know, stroking the arm, you know, holding hands. I mean, these are all actions that are okay for your children to see. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, yeah. I mean, some of it's stuff you even do with your kids. I mean, Abby, when we go to the grocery store and we go anywhere, she's holding my hand. So she sees that it's okay when her dad and I hold hands. It's okay for her and I to hold hands. And even even those long extended kisses are okay. A long extended hug, it's okay. You know, it, it, these don't have to be just two second, one second pecks and you're off and going. I mean, Elise and I will extend out our kisses as much as I can get her to extend out. <laughs> Do you want to talk about why you don't like kissing? I, I think it'd be good to just bring that up for, just right now. Just bring it up. Uh, okay. <laughs> you totally caught me off guard here. I was just I getting ready to say what's not okay. And so now I've got to shift gears. Why don't I like kissing? Hmm? Oh. Because of your college years. Oh, okay. Thank you. Like, where, Where's the prompt for that? Sorry, guys. It's when he completely throws me off guard like that. So I had a breakthrough. Yeah, this was a revelation. Here, Here's the other thing. Lead 16 and a half years into marriage. We're still learning stuff, right? We're still learning. We're and, still learning. And this actually came as a result of a conversation that I had with a coach that I go see. Right. So this is the value of coaching. Um, we were talking about kissing and things like that. And my coach asked me, she goes, well, like, what about high school, college? You know, how did you view kissing then? Okay. Well, or I, when I went to, when I was in high school, didn't really date, you know, probably kissed one or two guys in high school, but it was like nothing. Like right. prom night or something. Anyway, yeah. Oh, no. Prom night, my my date was all messed up on drugs because he'd been in the car accident earlier that day. That's right. It was one guy I dated one summer during college. Um, but then I went to college and I turned into this crazy party girl. And, you know, it was all about just hooking up and, you know, they called it the mash and dash. Like you hook up and then you pretend you don't see the person the rest of the time on campus, which on a campus of 2,500 students, not the easiest thing in the world to do. But what I realized in talking to my coach was because that became such kind of an inconsequential part of my relationships Mm -hmm. that I've really kind of brought that into my marriage. And so 
it was so diminished by my activities that I engaged in in college that it didn't hold any importance for me anymore. I'm like, oh, you know, I kissed how many guys? I mean, that mm-hmm. was part of our senior dinners is, you know, and I, and I did kiss a lot of guys in college. Um, and, and so, you know, right now we're kind of, you know, like Tony said, 16 and a half years of marriage. We're just now unpacking that and working through that. And I will tell you that since I had that conversation with my coach, things have been a little bit different. Not earth shattering. I mean, I won't tell you that all of a sudden I'm like, you know, mobbing Tony to kiss him, but I am much more conscious of where I've been and in how those behaviors have colored my marriage. Yep. And so I invite you, if there's an area of your marriage that you're struggling with, you know, find a coach to talk you through this because you may find these incredible revelations. I would not have ever been able to tell you if she hadn't asked me that question, that how I kissed Tony today is directly related to what I did 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So just a little insight there. Coaching is valuable. Tony and I have coaches. You know, it's why we offer both marriage coaching and premarital coaching because you got to work through some of this stuff. And sometimes you need a third party to be that sounding board. Yep. And if you want to sign up and get a 30-minute initial consultation, go on over to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. You know, it's... It's invaluable mm-hmm. having, you know, I mean, we've got, I've received testimonials from clients that I've worked with that, you know, it's changed their lives and, you know, in no small ways, um, because it, it really helps them get in touch with what the major issues are and how to be proactive moving forward. And that's exactly what my coach did for me. I'm like, all of a sudden I came home, I'm like, Tony, I figured out the kissing thing. And he's looking at me going again, this was one of those wink meetings. He goes, you were at wink. What do you like? Put that together for me. Connect those dots. What kissing thing did you figure out? And I told him about how afterwards I'd met with my coach and um, she just helped me have a breakthrough. Yep. So let's talk about the other part of showing affection in front of the kids. The things that you should skip because your kids obviously don't need to see everything. Right. Especially for mom and dad. Uh, yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, the ooh, that's gross when you're kissing gets magnified times 100 if they, you know, accidentally walk in on you. We're, we're huge advocates of a lock on your bedroom door. And if you rent a place, go buy a lock at Home Depot and put a lock on your door. Keep the other door handle. So when you move out, you switch it back out. Your kids don't want to see you having sex. Yeah. They don't. They don't want to see you fondling each other. You know, what you do in private when you're making love, does that part of it doesn't need to be brought to light for your children. You know, we get very passionate and very emotional when we're making love and the kids don't need to necessarily see that side of the public displays of affection between their parents. Right. And you may be going, gosh, I I don't even want to talk about that to my kids, like let alone show them. So whoa, Tony, you guys are way overboard. Get it? But you got to be bringing up sex to your kids. And we have a wonderful friend, Joanna Hyatt. We just we just love her to death. And she wrote a book called The Sex Talk. And it is a book that I encourage, we encourage every single parent to read. Mm-hmm. Every single parent. We mean both of you. Because... It's not just a talk. It's many, many, 
many talks you're going to have with your kids over the years as they're growing up. And I'm going to tell you, in this book, The Sex Talk, it even got Elisa and I talking about stuff. Oh, yeah. Just in our own marriage, you know, and going back and what did we learn and, you know, how did that, you know, how did that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, color our own sex lives, you know, as we grew up and into our marriage. So if you want to check out that book, it's, it's uh, at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash the sex talk. I will also have that link in the show notes here. Um, another thing I'm going to bring up, we are going to be doing a workshop with Joanna mm-hmm. shortly. This it, fall. This fall. It's going to be coming up. So keep your eyes and ears open. That's going to be a workshop, online workshop that we will be doing with her because we believe in this so much that we as adults, we as parents can have healthier sex lives mm-hmm. if we're willing to be open and honest with our kids about what's going on as well. Well, and, you know, just in talking about this and in talking, you know, about, you know, what you do in front of the kids and, and things like that is that, you know, when you start having these conversations with the kids, it does get easier. Mm-hmm. It, the the first one feels incredibly awkward and you're like, you know, but tripping over yourself, tripping over yourself. But even, you know, with Alex, with our oldest, you know, it is becoming part of the fabric of the conversation of our relationship with him. And we bring it up in different ways and it comes up like, case in point, we're in Arizona for vacation, right? And so I'm swimming in the pool. He swims by me and He's he has goggles on. I don't. I don't swim underwater. And he's like, "Mom, your legs look like you've been electrocuted underneath. They're all like, I don't know, flabby or something." <laughs> I still gotta laugh about that. And, this is sh- choice of words. I, are I just share awesome. this with you guys one because it just goes to show you how direct my children can be. And two, you know, it gave me the opportunity to say, if you ever say that to a woman that you love, who is not your mother it could cause you tremendous amounts of pain, mm-hmm. you know, it, but it gave me an opportunity to say, you know what, there's going to be a woman that you love in your life. She's not going to want to hear your legs look like they're being electrocuted underwater. It's just, it's not going to go well for you, but you can see how being able to have those conversations about the fact that at some point in time in the future, he is going to fall in love. We get to work his behaviors and his actions and our actions into giving him a framework to live his life. Mm-hmm. And his parents, that's our job. Our job is to train them so that when they are old enough and we kick them out of the house um, or they leave voluntarily, you know, one or the other. Some of you need to kick your kids out. Some of you are counting down the days until they've told you they're leaving. You know, whatever it is, you have provided them with the tools that they need to go out into the world. And part of what you learn through One Extraordinary Marriage, through this show, through the books, through the podcast, through the other materials that we have, is how to build that framework, not just for the two of you, but also for your children. Because like I told Abby, I said, here's the thing, sweetheart, my hope, my prayer is is that if you, you know, grow up and you find you know, a wonderful godly man that you want to marry and you guys decide to get married and you have kids. I pray that someday your kids are calling me saying, Nana, that's the Italian for grandma. Nana, um, 
mom and dad are so gross. Like I saw them kissing in the kitchen. Like that's what I want my, my grandkids to say. And then I'll say, I know, guess where they learned that from? You know, cause your no, no. And I, we still do that. You know, that's, that's what I want. And I'm able to talk to my seven-year-old about that and have it be like, oh, okay. I get it. But the other part of that guys is teaching your kids priorities and teach, you know, part of this whole, ooh, that's gross is you showing affection because your spouse matters. Mm -hmm. Your spouse is more important than your children. And you demonstrate that by showing affection to them. You know, it's, it's teaching your kids again and teaching this framework of how married couples relate to one another. You don't stop when your kids say, Ooh, that's gross because, Oh my gosh, we wouldn't want to embarrass the kids. We wouldn't want them to be uncomfortable. No, my kids live in a world where sometimes they are uncomfortable, where sometimes they see mom and dad kissing in front of their friends. Yeah. And when I ask my kids, I'm like, do your friend's parents ever kiss in front of you guys? They're like, no. No way. No. They, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> we're the crazy couple that kisses in front of each other. And if your kids come over to our house, we're probably going to hug or kiss in front of them. Yep. I'm not making out with Tony. I'm not, you know, jumping him in the kitchen. But I will kiss my husband. Yep. I will hug him. I will touch his arm. He will probably pat me on the bottom. You know, it's one of those things. And again... It's the affection that you guys have had for each other from the early on stages of your relationship. So bring it through. Mm. Let it come through. Don't hold back on those areas. Allow yourself to be free there so that you can enjoy it. You know, those, that affection that you have in front of the kids or not in front of the kids, all that plays together to what happens in the bedroom or wherever you may be when you make love. You know? Change the scenery. Exactly. Not necessarily have to be in the bedroom. You may be in the living room or the bathroom, outdoors, wherever it may be. But those kisses, those hugs, those touches, those physical, non-sexual touches add up over time. Mm-hmm. It's what brings you closer together and yearns and, and allows you to yearn for each other. You know, so that when you do jump into bed together, there is that connection, that feel, you know, of, of such a connection that the lovemaking session is amazing. It's one that both of you can, you know, come away from with smiles on your face going, dang, that was good. And allow your kids to see the non-sexual side of that. Mm-hmm. Allow them to see that. And it's going to open up doors for you guys. It's going to open up doors for, for you to talk into them about what it means. Like Elisa said, what it means to hug and kiss and hold hands as a married couple and how important that is. And again, the sex talk book by Joanna Hyatt must read so you can go deeper into what's out there. And, to, and, and if anything else right now, maybe you're like, oh, uh, my kids are too young, what have you. Pick it up so you can learn what's out there. And if you've got single friends, um, this is a good book for them too. Mm-hmm. Because I, when I, we first started reading it, I actually shared it with a single woman, you know, some of the insights with a single woman that I know. And she was kind of blown away because nobody talks about sex. I mean, we talk about, you know, kind of all the 
you know, the glorified, the glorified sex and, you know, Hollywood makes it look perfect and all this kind of stuff. But we don't talk about the emotional, the physical medical side Mm -hmm. of what happens when you start having multiple partners and things like that. And that's stuff that Joanna covers, but in a way that really kind of, you know, takes the blinders off. Yeah. And makes it real. And I started sharing this with some of my single friends and they're like, Ooh, well, we even shared it with some of our kids' friends Mm -hmm. who are the same age and just going, Hey, just a heads up, you know, you may want to start looking into this. And you know, the reactions we got were like, Oh, that that's not going to happen to our kids or, you know, you know, we we have boys and don't have to worry about it. This and the other, believe me, folks, prepare them, prepare yourselves. You know, there's nothing better than just being educated on some area, especially like this, where you can gain insight and then be able to share and be able to share that stuff. So we'd love to hear about how you are affectionate around your kids. You know, what do you do? We want to hear, we want to share with the one family. Call us at 858-876-5663 or you can email us directly at info at one extraordinary marriage. Let us know. What it what is it that you guys do that your kids go, "Ew, gross." Because you know what? That puts a smile on my face. It means you guys are going out there. You guys are making sure that the non-sexual physical touch is important in your marriage because it is. It brings in so many of those senses and so many of those sensories that allow you to connect in the bedroom. Connect with us, guys. Get on over to Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash One Extraordinary Marriage. We'd love to have you chat with you there. Again, we want to hear from you guys. Call 858-876-5663. We love you guys, and we hope you have a wonderful week.